Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I am your host, Patty Lennon, and today I want to share with you the one change that must happen if you want to become fluent in spirit communication. And what I mean by that is the thing that needs to shift if you want to be able to walk through your life on a day-to-day basis and access your spirit guides, your angels, your loved ones, really at a moment's notice when you need them, wherever you need them, and trust that the answers you get are coming from them and have the confidence to take action on what they share with you, right? And to not wobble on whether this is your mind making this up or not. And the one change is that you must become consistent in your spirit communication. You don't have to have special gifts. You don't need to be able to see visions of the future. You don't need to hear special voices to really have a very powerful, open, and honest line of communication with what I call your spirit team, your spirit guides, your angels, and your loved ones. And obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've been talking about this recently. I hosted a workshop a couple of weeks ago. We're about to open the intuitive immersion. The doors are open to register. We're going to start on May 1st. And I'll I'll tell you how to join that program a little bit later on. But it, I've been spending a lot of time talking to people and coming up with new content and sitting with my own spirit team to find out what is it that they want me communicating? Because the workshop I offered a couple of weeks ago, the new program intuitive immersion was really created at the urging of my spirit guides. And you may know that three years ago when I launched the receiving school, which is my cornerstone program, that happened in the same fashion. I was sitting there planning on doing one thing and my spirit guide said, nope, you're going to do something different. This worked a little bit differently in that I could feel the urging of spirit, and I'm going to just put that in quotes in this really general sense. So it wasn't like individual voices were urging me. I just could feel the push towards the need for this program just from running the receiving school. So in the receiving school, we spend the last third of the program talking about learning about interacting with spirit guides and angels and loved ones. And you know, there was a really deep desire of many of the people that have gone that pro- through that program to spend more time with me studying that or working on that, speaking to spirit guides, angels, and loved ones. So there was already, you know, I felt this from just from the community, a desire to do this. And I also felt the rightness of doing it, but just the timing wasn't working. And then about six months ago, you know, it was like a pulse of, you need to start focusing on this. You need to start doing this, start putting things out. 
how about you do an angel workshop? How about you do this? How about you do that? And I did one or two things. And then I just took a step back from it. As I've shared here on the podcast, I was going through my own sort of inward journey to really understand what was being evolved inside of me and what was kind of becoming forward. And then in January, they were like, enough already. You're not doing receiving school in the spring like you normally do. You will be doing a course dedicated to angels and spirit guides. And so I really honor that. I honor when I get those messages. And and I honor the fact that the full story hasn't been revealed to me, meaning the entire program as it's going to run hasn't been revealed to me. I've mapped out an entire program, but I know (laughs) the way my spirit guides and angels work, they're going to drop some really golden nuggets in the middle of it and have me change things up a little bit. And that's fine. Um, So as I was talking to them and asking them, you know, what do I need to bring forward right now? What, like I'm giving content out about how to trust the communication they're having with their own spirit guides and angels. But the question just keeps coming forward and coming forward. Like the answers just aren't enough. They're not enough. What I've shared has not yet been enough. And so it was almost like they grabbed me by the shoulders and said, you have to tell them this isn't something they can jump in and out of. And that really caught my attention because if you've ever learned how to do something yourself, that now you know so well because you've been doing it for so long, there may be pieces of the puzzle that you're forgetting. A long time, long time ago, when I first met my husband, he loved his mother's meatballs. And when I had them for the first time, I realized why they were amazing. And my husband and I are both Irish. <laughs> Our parents are both Irish, um, 100% Irish. But my mother-in-law lived downstairs from her Italian landlord who taught her how to make meatballs. And so I had my mother-in-law teach me, but in the style of a true, what I have come to know as a true Italian cook, these were the, some of the friends I grew up with were Italian. There isn't a lot of measuring, right? There's just this intuitive understanding of what needs to go into a recipe. And so learning with my mother-in-law, I had to really absorb, you know, she said, well, I just do it by eye, right? And so it was just doing it over and over again and finally, you know, figured out <laughs> what what the version of spices were that would make it, you know, turn out the way that we like it. So my husband decided he wanted to, you know, in the middle of COVID, like many people deciding we're going to learn new skills, he decided to do meatballs, right? To make the meatballs. And so I gave him the recipe as my mother-in-law gave it to me. I still had it printed out and there were no measurements in it. And he was just getting so angry. And he was like, but wait, is it? And I remember there was something and now it's, oh God, it's totally eluding me that was just really even obvious to me just as someone who cooks, like what needed to happen. And he, um, because it didn't specifically tell him to do certain things, he just left them out and it did not work out well. Well, that's how it's been for me creating this, the training that I'm doing is that, you know, I can really slow myself down and really answer questions and come up with systems and help people understand how to connect to their spirit guides and their angels, but there are were pieces of the puzzle that I took for granted, things that I lost track of that are important. And one of the main ones, and this is the key, is 
consistent communication, consistent communication. And my spirit guides and angels were saying, you really need to tell them they can't keep jumping in and out and just showing up when they're really desperate and then sort of letting go for a few days or a few weeks and then popping back in and and getting messages. Not because your team won't be there for you. They're always there for you. Whether you're talking to them or not, they are always there for you. It's because your own ability to start to really understand the nuance of the communication, the subtlety of the communication, to pick up on little pieces of the way the information comes through being as much a part as the actual words or the specific instructions contribute to the depth of the message and the um, the quality of the messages you get. So when my spirit guides and angels told me this, it wasn't that they were criticizing people that jump in and out of this. They were just trying to say like, you can't just take a bunch of you know, skills or ways to do things that maybe I would teach you and do them, you know, maybe three or four times. And maybe you get a hit and you really get a good, start to really feel that communication. But then if that's really not, if you haven't become fluent in it yet, meaning where it's just in your bones, like what it is, then if you kind of step away from it, life gets busy and you're like, whatever, And then you come back a month later, or like I said, even a few days later when you're first learning this, it's not going to work. Your brain is not going to get on board with fluency in this. And when you become fluent, your brain can't kind of make you doubt something. Similar to, you know, if you became fluent in a language, right? So if your firstborn language is, mine is English, right? It's the only language I actually know. <laughs> language is not my thing except for spirit language. But you know what I watched my friends do when they wanted to become fluent is we went abroad. I went to Ireland <laughs> and my friends went to countries like Spain and France and Italy because they wanted to become fluent in those languages. And what happens is when you submerge yourself, when you immerse yourself in a language and you're interacting with it all the time, your mind doesn't start searching for words anymore. It doesn't start questioning, is this the right way to say something? It just comes, right? You just, you are then able to speak the language. But the reason is because once you've been immersed in a language, you're constantly having that consistent communication skills being strengthened and built over time. So the same thing goes for spirit communication. And so I said, okay, when they gave me this, I'm like, that's so important. And then they they said, remind them, you can't just ask a question once. You've got to ask it different ways and over time and be patient for an answer. Sometimes answers come over time. You get a piece of the puzzle and slowly the full picture is dripped to you. When I was doing... I was on a call with a group of people and someone said, you know, I my hawk has shown up and I knew the hawk to be a you know, an animal ally that shows up for this person regularly and she goes, "Do you think it means insert what she thought it meant?" And the reality is I could have dropped into a deep intuitive place and gotten a lot of data, right? But I couldn't do it on that particular call. But the bigger question is, it might not, but 
if I knew what you heard yesterday, if I knew what you have been given as signs and and little um, pieces of communication, like words you've heard or um, when you've asked questions of your spirit team, the little phrases they've given you that maybe you didn't understand. When I get the whole story, when I see what's come up for you last week, what you're, what you're actually is on your heart and mind, and then I see the hawk showing up today, and then I see what's showing up the week after, then the storyline starts to make sense to me. And that's when the communication really can show itself in its fullness, Right. And so being engaged in that on a daily basis is so important. So if you've been listening to me and you've picked up on things that I've said about how to open up to talking to your spirit guides and your angels, and sometimes you get it, sometimes you're doubting yourself, you're wondering, is this real? Is it my mind? The key is be in it consistently. And that was a big piece of the puzzle when I was designing the intuitive immersion. And in fact, the name immersion that came to that program, which actually came through a friend. Um, It wasn't even a name that I came up with. I originally called it the intuitive adventure because I also want this to be fun. And she said, you know what? When I described the program, she's like, I feel like intuitive immersion feels stronger and more descriptive. And she was absolutely right. Because what I realized needed to be different from the work we had done in receiving school is we needed to find a way to come together and for us to, and and for the people in the program, and if that's going to be you, I'm excited for you because this is going to be so much fun and so awesome. But even if you're doing this on your own is, each day having a conversation with your spirit team and getting the answers that they're giving you that maybe you do or you don't understand and you track them and you keep writing them. And as we go, then I'll be showing the group how to take what you're already getting and amplify it. There'll be a whole group of tools that we use. So some of the tools we use are Oracle cards and we use pendulums and signs, but we also have ways of understanding, is the energy coming to you? Is the energy of the answer coming from the left or the right? Is the energy of the answer coming from your head? Or maybe you feel it coming up through the ground, right? All of these things are pieces of the puzzle. And there's things that I, over time, have lost track of, that there's these individual nuances to the way the communication comes in. You know, for us as humans, when we're talking to another person, it's not just the words that they say, but it's their tone of voice, right? It's their body language. We learn so much more than, you know, from a conversation than just the words, right? There's just much more to it. Well, there's the same thing goes for you know, spirit communication. But just like if you have a friend that's super sarcastic, you can now understand that sarcasm, right? Whereas if you had a stranger come to you and they use that kind of sarcasm, it might not mean the same thing, right? That level of nuance is you can have in your communication with your spirit team. So I want to challenge you. And this was a challenge I gave to the um, people who took the workshop a couple weeks ago is for two weeks, for 14 days, write 
down a question that you have for your spirit team and then write down what the answer is that you think you hear, right? Or that you think you know, or that you think you're getting. And if you get nothing, that's okay. But then notice maybe repetitive messages. Maybe your spirit team uses other humans to answer that question. They might use TV to do it. They might use social media, God help us, to do it. But when they're desperate, they'll use any and all means, right? And start to track that. Start to track what came up without allowing doubt to edit what is coming up. Meaning assume if you think there's a chance that this is spirit communication, write it down. Write that down for 14 days and watch what changes. Watch what changes. And you don't have to dedicate you know, hours to this. Really 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day. The time to, to write the question and then to collect the data as it goes. And I would say you don't have to stick with the exact same question, but stay with the same through line. You know, almost like, you know, my husband and I, when we're talking about something, you know, that isn't going to be solved or isn't a topic for a single day, right? When my father passed away and, you know, each day he was checking in to see how are you with it today? And I did the same for him when his father passed. Or now, you know, one of our children is a junior in high school. And so there is the journey of him going to college and all the pieces of the puzzle that go in there. Well, that conversation doesn't just happen once, right? It's a through line of a conversation we're having on a daily basis. There's just different pieces of the puzzle. So do that just for 14 days. Stay consistent with being open to a communication. So if for you, it might be, you know, you're, you want to get a new job or maybe the, you know, this is happening for a lot of my friends who work for other people is it's not necessarily that the job is a problem, but the working environment is the problem. So you want a new work environment. It may require a new job or it may just require some shifts, right? This is a great problem to bring to your spirit team because they have so much broader vision of what's possible. And so you might, you know, one day you might ask, is there anything I can do in my office today that would make the environment better for me? And then the next day is, you know, this person is triggering me so much. Why is that? Or can you help me with that? You know, or another day it might be, I feel so unappreciated and I feel lost. Can you just help me feel better? Can you help me feel loved? And this is one of my favorite prayers is to say, can you help me feel better? Will you lift this from me? Or just please lift this from me. You know, not all communication has to be question and then an answer. It can be a request for help and then watch how that help shows up. It's so beautiful. That's something I personally was doing a lot of over the last, um, probably from like December to February when I was really just struggling with what I could tell was new things being asked of me, but just me feeling very almost um, ungrounded in it, untethered and feeling a little lost. And I would say, just keep me company. Show me you're here. Not just because I know it and, and you're answering me, but just show me you're here. And time and time again, I would feel these angels just wrap their wings around me and the warmth that went through my body was just so amazing. That's communication, right? Not everything has to be some intellectual conversation. You can ask for things every single day, right? 
the reason I I do recommend that you ask questions that have answers and not just keep asking for things to be fixed on your behalf or things to get better or things to be done without you is because, and I've shared this so many times, my death story is I had asked for my debt to be lifted from me for months and months and months, right? Nothing happened. But then all of a sudden I saw that two things were going on based on the communication I had with my team. One, I had shame. And then a conversation with them helped lift that shame. And two, I had to actually look at what was there. I had to look at what was going on. It couldn't be solved without me learning what I needed to learn through that process. So sometimes when you ask your spirit team for help and you don't get the help you're looking for, it's because there's a piece of the puzzle that needs to shift inside of you. A lot of times it's not something you actually have to do. It's usually a change in thinking. It's a self-forgiveness. It's a worthiness thing that needs to shift inside of you. But if you just keep asking for help and then the help isn't coming, it's really easy to conclude that they're not there right? That's why if you then say like, I've asked for this, is there something I need to do? Is there something I need to understand here before you can help me? That gives them the opportunity to have a richer and more in-depth conversation with you. So the net net of this is become consistent with your spirit communication. And you know, if you need a time frame, 14 days. That's what I'm asking. 14 days, focus on that and watch what changes. Certainly though, if you'd like to join us in the intuitive immersion, I would love to have you. And right now, because this is the first time I'm giving this program, and I almost always do this, is I give a nice big discount to make it really easy for the first group to join us. That is happening right now. You can join us for a huge discount of, I want to say $1,300. So the price is normally $1,997 and you can join for $697. So huge, huge discount. We also have a two-pay option out there for you as well. And if you go to pattylennoncom forward slash intuitive immersion, you will um, be able to access that. So again, takeaway is if you'd like my help being consistent, among other things, because in the intuitive immersion, we will be, you know, you'll have coaching from me every week. I'll be able to track for you what's happening and help put pieces of the puzzle together that maybe you're not seeing in your spirit communication. I'll give you ideas of how your language with your spirit team works, because not every spirit team and human partnership looks the same. Some communicate exclusively through other humans and signs. Others are clairvoyance or claircognizant. So during that program, I'll also be helping you figure out what your unique language is and become fluent in it. So if you want my help doing it, join us for the program. And either way, whether you join us or not, start this exercise now because we're going to be starting intuitive immersion on May 1st. Coming into the program, if you start doing that now, you'll have a a tremendous amount of data to work with as you start the program. And if you're choosing not to join us this time, I promise you doing this exercise alone will make a difference. All right. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Make space for magic as well as angels and spirit guides and open and honest, fluent communication with your spirit team. Hey, thanks for listening. 
If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.